0: What's happening y'all welcome inside the fantasy stock exchange bush coming at you solo today to break down how to win your fantasy football league during the 2022 fantasy football playoffs if you guys have made it this far welcome to the playoffs today I'm going to be giving you guys a couple quick tips five tips in particular so that you can be assured that you take home the gold and don't make an early exit from the fantasy football playoffs. Obviously, this is a game of chance, so anything can happen, but this video should best prepare you to handle anything thrown at you by the wild world of the NFL. So five tips in today's video, as I mentioned. If you guys enjoy, if you feel like you received some value, please go down below, leave a like, subscribe to the channel if you're new around here. I promise we got everything you need to win your championship, to, you know, win your dynasty championships. You know what we do around here. We bring you anything and everything fantasy football. And this video is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. If you guys want to check them out, you can use that promo code FSE at sign up and first deposit. For 100% back up to $100, they have the big playoff best ball tournament live right now. The gauntlet, basically, where you're predicting the playoff bracket, predicting who's the Super Bowl by drafting a best ball team. So if you think, you know, the Bengals and the Eagles will be in the Super Bowl, you want to load up on those Bengals and Eagles players, then you could be rewarded big time. $100,000 to first place is the first prize. So like I said, if you want to check that out, promo code FSE at first deposit. But with that being said, let's get right into it. So if you guys follow us over on TikTok and if you're not already doing so, go ahead and check it out. I put out a video on TikTok about week 11 or week 12 titled three strategies to help you win your league. Basically talking about if you're a playoff contender right now, how can you turn yourself into a juggernaut heading into the playoffs and eventually win your fantasy football league? Those three strategies were to stash rookies backup running backs, and buy low on players with great schedules. Now, obviously, playoffs are now here. You can't buy low on players anymore because trade deadlines have already passed. But the first two tidbits, stashing rookies and uh, backup running backs, kind of make up tip number one. And these first two tips that I'm going to talk about are all centered around how to construct your bench. And tip number one is stash backup running backs, right? To explain this in depth, I'm going to use an example of a sample league that I'm in, and I'm going to show you how I'm stashing backup running backs and how you want to construct your bench doing this. So as you guys can see, my team is on the screen there. I have Dak Prescott, Rashad White, Cordero Patterson, AJ Brown, T. Higgins, Garrett Wilson, Dallas Goddard, uh, Chris Godwin, and Tyler Lockett in my starting lineup. This is my team in our listener redraft league. I finished in fifth place. So, this advice is especially applicable to those of you guys who are not a juggernaut team, superpower team. You guys might be in like third to fifth place or sixth place, and you're not the favorite to win your league because this can help you gain a leg up on some of the more powerful teams in your league. So, what you're going to want to do is assess your team right now. So, what I'm going to do is assess my team, and you guys should be doing exactly like pull out your phone and and look at your team while I'm doing this. So you can write down some notes if you feel like you want to do that. But basically assessing my team, I've built out a strong wide receiver core. It's the first thing that stands out. I have AJ Brown, Higgins, Garrett Wilson, Chris Godwin, Tyler Lockett, all five of those guys are top 20 receivers for me rest of season. So those guys will pretty much never be out of my lineup. This is a full PPR league. It's very valuable to have receivers like that. So uh, once I get to my bench, I only have one guy in reserve that I would probably throw into my lineup if my receiver started to deal with injuries, I have a solid every week starting quarterback with Dak Prescott, who has a pretty good playoff schedule to boot. And I have a solid every week starter at tight end with Dallas Goddard, who is officially activated off of IR today and should be on track to play in week 15 against the Chicago Bears. So it's clear looking at my roster when you kind of just audit it real quick. My biggest weakness is my starting running back slots, right? There's going to be teams that I'm going up against that have, you know, Austin Ecklers and Derrick Henrys and teams like that. But I have zero RB guys like Rashad White and Cordero Patterson, mainly because I lost some guys due to injury like Javante Williams, Rashad Penny, et cetera. So the way I construct my bench, given the team format that I have right now, is in service of my biggest weakness. So look at your own teams. What's your biggest weakness? And you want to construct partially your bench in service of that weakness. I have five running backs out of my seven bench spots as backup running backs. Guys that can provide me with upside if the starter went down. Guys like Samajé Pirine, uh Raheem Mostert's kind of in like an ambiguous situation, Travis Homer we saw get the majority of the work with Kenneth Walker out this past week, Jalen Ward and Jordan Mason we assume would get the bulk of the work if Najee Harris or Christian McCaffrey went down. So uh, the other bench spots I have allocated are Nico Collins who's like the only backup receiver that I have who's a fine, you know, low end wide receiver three, high end wide receiver four if I needed him and then Dawson Knox will probably be dropped by me as soon as Dallas Goddard is officially on track to play, he's kind of just a contingency while Dallas Goddard is returning turning from IR. So for the most part, most of my bench is is lined with backup running backs. And obviously, this league format that I'm in is very deep. There's three wide receiver spots. There's two flexes plus seven bench spots. So maybe in your league, it's a two wide receiver, one flex type of league with five bench spots. You may be able to get much more valuable backup running backs than I currently have. Maybe Khalil Herbert's available. Alexander Madison's available. Kareem Hunt's available. If you guys need any help on who to stash, feel free to let me know who's available down below in the comments. And should you drop this player? And I'm happy to answer those kind of questions for you. And also you can check out a video I did a few weeks ago called mustache players for the 2022 fantasy football playoffs where I basically ranked all the handcuffs. So also in case it wasn't clear too, if your team has no weaknesses, let's say you have a great quarterback, you have Mahomes as your QB, you have you know Travis Kelsey as your tight end and you have a good running back and wide receiver core, you should be stashing backup running backs no matter what, even if you have no weaknesses on your roster, because shit happens, players get injured. You never know what's going to happen. Rashad Penny, Sony, Michelle, Justin Jackson, Daryl Williams. All these guys were perfect examples last year of guys that were, you know, fresh off the waiver wires weeks 14 weeks, 15 week 16. And during the fantasy playoffs, if you played them, they posted like top five, top 10 type of weeks and Rashad Penny was the ultimate league winner. So prior to the fantasy playoffs, those guys were on your waiver wire and they won people leagues, including myself. That trophy behind me is due in part because I started Rashad Penny. I started Sony Michelle and Daryl Williams during my fantasy playoffs last year. So that is tip number one, stash backup running backs, line your bench with those guys, drop your backup tight ends, drop your backup quarterbacks. If you already have a stud in place, drop your, you know, ancillary wide receivers, your Jarvis Landry's, your Isaiah McKenzie's guys that will never see your lineup. If you already have guys in place, tip number two is plan ahead for your streamer. So this is kind of the opposite side of the coin. Let's say you don't have a Dak Prescott. You don't have a Patrick Mahomes. You don't have a Dallas Goddard or a Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews. So you're in a a situation where you have to stream those positions. Maybe you play in the league where there's still defenses and kickers as well. Those would qualify as streamers as well. Ideally, you don't want to burn a bunch of bench spots on these positions, but let's say you have a very good roster, but just not, a great quarterback or a very good roster, but you're streaming defenses or a very good roster, but you're streaming tight end or whatever the case is. In those instances, you want to allocate one bench spot to be able to stream matchups during the fantasy football playoffs. So I'm going to use another team in my league to illustrate my point. This is actually the person I am playing this week. It is actually uh, the seed bros. They're co-owning a team in this listener Patreon league that I have here. You guys can see the team on the screen there. Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr are his main quarterbacks that are healthy right now. For the purposes of this video, let's just pretend he doesn't have Lamar Jackson and Kirk Cousins and Derek Carr are the only quarterbacks that he has. If those were our sample quarterbacks, we want to look ahead on the schedule to see what Kirk Cousins is dealing with during the fantasy football playoffs, see how his uh, playoff schedule is, and do the same thing for Derek Carr. So we see that Kirk Cousins has two fine matchups versus the 19th ranked Indianapolis Colts and adjusted fantasy points allowed to the quarterback position and the 21st ranked New York Giants in adjusted fantasy uh, points allowed to the quarterback position. So those are two fine matchups, but the problem is he has a tougher Green Bay defense. They're top 10 in adjusted fantasy points allowed to the quarterback position. It's not a backbreaker, but worth exploring to see if we have better options to stream during that week 17 matchup because Kirk Cousins might have a down week that week. His other quarterback, Derek Carr, plays a top three defense in the San Francisco 49ers in week 17. So he's probably out. He also has more difficult matchups in week 15 and week 16. So if I were the seed bros, I'd probably be dropping Derek Carr because he's not going to help uh, his team at all. So there's really no reason you need to hold him. I would scour the waiver wire, see who's available in the similar tier as Kirk Cousins, and that's very important as well. Just because you know quarterback X, who's really bad, has a better matchup than Kirk Cousins, doesn't necessarily mean we want to start him over Kirk Cousins. We just mean guys that are somewhat comparable, guys like Jared Goff, Brock Purdy, Mike White, Deshaun Watson, Tua Loa, Russell Wilson. Somebody in that relative like back end QB one streamers territory, Tom Brady would also kind of fit that description as well. I see that in our league, Russell Wilson is available. Russell Wilson plays the twenty eighth ranked Kansas City Chiefs defense, whom he just posted a top five week against. Although it was in Denver, that's something that you'd have to weigh if you want to use him during that week. And then you, you take Derek Carr, you drop him for Russell Wilson with the intention of playing Russell Wilson during week 17. Or if you wanted to, you could just roll with uh, Kirk Cousins and drop all of your extra quarterbacks. Uh, And you can do the same thing with tight ends. You can do the same thing with defenses and with kickers as well. And that's basically how you want to handle these streaming positions heading into the fantasy football playoffs. Ideally, you guys have elite quarterbacks. You have elite tight ends. and You don't have to worry about this. Ergo, you can stash more backup running backs. Maybe an upside receiver like a Jameson Williams is available. You can stash somebody like that or an Elijah Moore if he's available. But for the most part, you want to be stashing backup running backs and stashing uh, and planning ahead for your streaming position. So those first two tips were very practical things that you could do. You could proactively go out into your league and stash some streamers or stash some backup running backs. These next three tips that I'm going to give you will be more so philosophical things that should help you nonetheless, but are not necessarily things that you can put into practice, just something that you should be aware of heading into your fantasy football playoffs. So tip number three is be well-informed for your start-sit decisions. Now, you guys got to understand, I'm a content creator, so I'm invested in this all the time, but I do get bombarded with questions. And if there's certain context required for your start-sit decisions, things like you know maybe you're a big-time underdog this week or you have some certain scoring formats that might be unorthodox that I might not think of, other rules that I might not factor into my decision at face value when you just ask me, should I start this player over this player? The best thing that you can do to minimize the risk of me telling you to start the wrong person is to make those decisions for yourself. Do your own research, and we at the Fantasy Stock Exchange will help provide you with the tools for you to be able to make those decisions. You guys will know, you know, in our rankings videos, we talk about our uh, the spreads of the games, wide receiver cornerback matchups, who's getting shadow covered, where the uh, sharps are betting, uh, usage for running backs, all that kind of stuff will be covered by us throughout the week. But it is ultimately up to you. You want to live and die by your own start set decisions during this crucial time of the year, because number one, then you can't point fingers at me telling you to, that you started the wrong person. And number two, you'll also be able to you know, sleep well at night knowing that you made the decision. It wasn't anybody else's decision to have you, you know, bounce from the first round of the playoffs or the second round of the playoffs. So I will definitely answer as many start sick questions as I get, but I'm telling you guys, if you guys got a couple that are really taxing, roll up your sleeves, get into the trenches and have the best conviction that you're going to have all year by setting your own lineups during the fantasy football playoffs. Tip number four, is don't galaxy brain your start sets either. And AKA, this means kind of start your studs and don't overthink things. So this is kind of the opposite side of the coin. You don't want to overthink start set decisions to the point where you're playing a suboptimal play over a stud. In tip number two, you want to look ahead in your playoff schedule, let's say you have Joe Burrow, for example, you see that he plays a top 10 Patriots defense in week 16, but that doesn't mean you want to go to the waiver wire, grab Mike White, who has a better matchup against Jacksonville and sit Joe Burrow, who what I would consider a stud quarterback. You want to start your studs. If you got them, if you have a pivot within the same tier, by all means, start the guy with the better matchup, but you don't want to completely galaxy brain, these decisions and end up you know, looking back and seeing, oh man, I can't believe I sat Joe Burrow. He dropped 40 points because he's a stud quarterback and matchups aren't that important for him. It feels good when uh, a galaxy brain decision works out, but it feels that much worse when a galaxy decision does not work out and you put a stud on your bench in favor of a guy who was a suboptimal play and he leaves a dud in your lineup. So tip number five, and then we're going to close this video out. And this is the final one of the video. And it's kind of like a two parter, There are two tiebreakers that you want to be using during the fantasy football playoffs for start-sit decisions, and they're magnified this time of year because it's all that more important. The first one is prioritize teams and players with something to play for, and this basically means in terms of the actual NFL, these guys don't care about our fantasy teams. They care about making the playoffs or whatever the case is, securing a bye, getting into the playoffs, winning their division, whatever the case is. Let's say you're deciding between... Nico Collins, who plays for the Houston Texans, who are currently in line to have the first overall pick, and DJ Chark, who plays for the Detroit Lions, who are currently fighting for a playoff spot right now. As both guys that are in the same tier, they're wide receiver 3-4 types uh, with not much distinction. Let's say this decision is occurring in week 17 when they have both good matchups. Go with the guy that has something to play for. Maybe the Detroit Lions need to win to get into the playoffs. And the Houston Texans are, they folded their season. It really doesn't matter to them. Use that as a tiebreaker to go with the guy like DJ Chark, who has something to play for. And same goes for decisions of higher profile caliber players as well. And then the other tiebreaker, the second part of this tip is pay attention to practice reports. Really, really pay attention to practice reports this time of year. Let's say you're deciding between T. Higgins and Jalen Waddle. Maybe it's a, a shallow league format. I'm not here to judge if that's the type of decisions you guys have to make. T. Higgins doesn't practice Wednesday, and then he is limited Thursday, and then he's limited Friday. But Jalen Waddle is a full practice all week. Go with Jalen Waddle, even if the matchup might be a little bit more in favor of T. Higgins, because injury risk this time of year is definitely something that you want to minimize. You're never going to get rid of it completely because anything can happen in the game of football. You want to limit the possibility of a donut in your lineup or, you know, a very low scoring game because, you know, T. Higgins was on a pitch count or whatever in your lineup especially if you're in multiple leagues like I am, I was in five uh, leagues where I was competitive so not including you know tanking dynasty leagues. your pool of players probably shrunk because you probably didn't make the playoffs in every single league that you're in. so now you have even less players to pay attention to. really follow those players really make sure that they're practicing that there's nothing going on um, personally or whatever like just make sure that you know that those guys are going to be out there on Sunday playing the game to the full capacity and you don't have to worry about anything um you know ruining your chances of winning a fantasy football championship especially This time of year, you want to be paying attention to stuff like that. So if you guys enjoyed this video, it was a little bit of a shorter one. Leave a like down below. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. I know you guys got some value from that. So the least you guys could do, leave a like and subscribe if you're new around here. If you guys want to support the channel in any way, I promise you guys haven't seen nothing yet until you check out our Patreon, patreon.com forward slash fantasy stock exchange to get first priority on Dynasty Decisions. Our Dynasty Rankings Manifesto, which is just loaded with value from player values to you know, bucketed rankings by tier 2023 prospects, 2024 prospects, all that good stuff is available over on Patreon. And if you guys, like I said at the beginning of the video, want to check out our official show sponsor, Underdog Fantasy, run some playoff best ball, get your chance basically to do the most fun playoff bracket challenge that you're ever going to do. Win a chance at huge prizes, $100,000 to first place. Use that promo code FSE for 100% back up to $100. Just because the fantasy football season is over doesn't mean best ball has to end. Make sure to check that out if you're interested. But with that being said, peace out, and we'll talk to you soon. Why you